0: Well, I found this article from the, from the TDI crew. The TDI, SDI, ERDI, not the PADI, SSI, NAUI. Nice. Number one reason scuba divers die. Great Dive Podcast is hosted by your buddies James and Brando.
1: To go that deep... you have to defy everything
0: okay everybody hey um get out there and uh write us a review it's been a while since we asked you to do a review
1: five stars uh, or one star don't give me no three stars (laughs) right
0: five or one (laughs) and uh and write you know what when you give the little star rating give us the review as well so give us the rating give us the review i noticed on uh on on our itunes reviews there that 75 reviews so far nice which is i think the highest of any scuba podcast nice and i want us to be the first scuba podcast to have over a hundred ratings and reviews so get out there and give us a rating and review on uh itunes over there people yeah yeah, let's get that that, do that little thing for us that's that's a goal i want us to have here soon Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast.
1: Yeah, welcome back.
0: (laughs) You're here with your two favorite dive buddies, James and Brando.
1: Yes, (laughs) I don't know what. How was your weekend, James? You You know my weekend was good.
0: I I went diving.
1: Yeah, how was that? You know,
0: actually, kind of on on subject a little bit. I did something really foolish.
1: You went deep air.
0: (laughs) What? No, I just I I did one of those things where like afterwards I I had that conversation with myself that I I let ego, oh, take over.
1: Nice. Were you going for for depth record? So I go down,
0: and I'm getting this like wicked, like sinus hit. Mm -hmm. Like I can't equalize that front lobe, of my sinuses. Mm -hmm. So I got my mask off. I'm (laughs) like trying to honk honk the shit out. So I can get down. I can get down a couple more feet, honk it out, honk it out.
1: That sounds uh, nice.
0: No. It's, uh, <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying to myself is there's no way I'm coming up. Dude. I, right. And, ex- and, and just like getting out and looking like a goofball. Yeah. I, go, I, I don't care if I no, go to 10 okay. feet and swim all the way over to that other dock. So I went down. Eventually made my way down. And we went down to like 80 feet, cruised the wall. Mm-hmm. But then coming up, I'm like... It'd be a slow, slow ascent, making sure this sinus mm. clears. You know, which it was. It worked out fine. But on the way a slow home, anyway. yeah, on the way home, I was saying to myself, that was a, uh, that was dumb. That was
1: mm-hmm. one of those dumb. Yeah, I've been there. Where were you? Let that ego of not wanting to. Well, it's not. I don't know if it's so much ego. I mean, sometimes actually, I feel better when I like I go diving, and if I had an issue, when I come back up, it just blows everything out, and it's a great feeling. Well, for me,
0: yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. Never
1: got the blowout. Really, you it didn't was, go deep enough and stay man, long I enough. I got
0: I got home.
1: Yeah,
0: right. And uh, I, I had to like take some Sudafed when yeah, I, I got home. Squirt. And then uh, my wife gave me some of that, you know, nasal steroid. And still, I mean, it was hours later before my head. So yeah I to open up i've had that I've oh, in
1: commercial school and it was the best feeling in my life okay so i in it, it, you were diving every day you were diving a long time every day up and down and there you know a lot of the training is just shallow it's you're you're working in 30 40 feet of water so you go up and you know sometimes you'll grab tools sometimes they'll send the tools down whatever i once grabbed this pipe wrench that was like three feet long he gave it to me it was dumb, dumbass. I came yeah. <laughs> you learn that that's supposed to be, you know, sent down on a line. <laughs> anyway. I'm, uh, I'm sure if there's ever an idiot that holds his hand up to grab it, that's definitely going to give it to you. <laughs> that's what happened. But with these helmets on, some of them have a little, uh, like a bar, like in the super lights, there's a little. Uh, bar that you can press up and down against your nose to equalize on the one on like the swindells and the the Deathco, which is a desco pod helmet, which i think i was wearing you got to reach up underneath the neck neck dam and hold your nose to,
0: to equalize, clear yeah. yeah
1: anyway i was going up and down and i had bad sinus issue that day which is rare for me extremely rare uh for diving so i'm down there and i'm on the comms i'm like go in my locker i keep a little spray uh, for after, you know, my head is messed up. Anyway, so go in my locker, get that spray because my head's killing me. And I came up and uh, they handed me the spray, but they, you know, you can look at your face. My eyes were almost swollen shut from my sinuses. It, it, was, it was that bad. Oh, but I, so I reached, I grabbed the spray, get up under the neck dam, gave a couple squirts, and uh, my, all of a sudden, it was, it, you see the real, you know, the real effectiveness of this stuff because my, my whole head went, Wee- <laughs> you hear all those noises. It was the greatest. I mean, it, it was a great feeling. I, I was just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. If I could do that every day. you know, It's just a release from pain, I guess. Yes. But uh, I, I hear you with the sinuses. I always like that, though, when I can clear them. In the sense of it, just like a plunger sucks out your head. Yeah, yeah. I, I,
0: it, it's rare, but that, that happens. I mean, it's a reality for somebody who's diving yeah, yeah. to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I've had it. I had one time where I was teaching a class, and then over the course of the weekend, yeah, my sinuses got were getting worse get... and worse and worse. And then it's the end of the day on Sunday, and I got to go get. I got to go pick up my uh, flag. <laughs> it's all, it's tied down on one of the training platforms yeah. in like thirty feet of water, but about about twenty two. <laughs> <it's like laughs> like, uh, I'm like, uh, it, Pulled your knife I, and yeah. cut it. <laughs> it took you know, it took a while to muscle down and, and mm-hmm. get that damn thing clear. It happens. Yeah. Okay, let's let's try to get to work here.
1: <laughs> this this is the, I hate to break it to you, but this is the work.
0: So. We started talking about that recent deep dive world record fatality over the weekend, yeah, you and I, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. we were put you know wanting to wanting to get to this topic just to to keep it relevant, not do it you know months later, well, yeah, I think it's in the news so. yeah yeah yeah, yeah let's, so let's it's, it's definitely it. definitely something to to chat about, and I was kind of looking around for you know scuba fatalities and reasons people die and i I did come across an interesting article from the tdi sdi crew Mm -hmm. talking about the number one reason scuba divers die and i think you and i are both in agreement that this case is something very
1: different different yes very much different it it has as a matter of fact, I mean, maybe there was a skill issue, but the thing about a record attempt to that depth, which is in the 340 meter range, so you're talking, you know, 1,100, 1,200 feet plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's deep. It's super, Crazy deep. It's deep. super deep. It's so deep that living through it, and he's doing it on open circuit for a number of reasons, which I think have to do with the work of breathing required in a, in a CCR or a rebreather versus open circuit. Open circuit tends to be easier to breathe, so you don't build up as much CO2. You can exchange your gas a little easier. I don't think it's that much, but at that depth, it's magnified so much, uh, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it has anything, you know, him, him having incident or an accident or not making back from this is more of a case of the odds are stacked against you. You would be the exception to the rule to make... A dive to that depth and come back from it it is a, the the physiological issues no matter how you oh, slice yeah, it yeah. the physiological issues are are tremendous
0: correct you know? and, and the crazy thing is you know you I mean I'm an active diver you you're you, an active diver we do a, a lot of dives and a lot of depths everybody that I know like family and stuff that, that aren't divers everybody's emailing or messaging asking, "Hey, have you ever been, yeah. <laughs> been this deep?" And I'm like, "Dude, that, this is like so far out of the ballpark right of anything that I would even be close to doing." Oh yeah, it's not my, within a lifetime. Lexicon. Of, of, yeah, like yeah. It, it, I mean, this is so crazy.
1: And again, you know, you get the the internet experts or the internet critics criticizing the man for attempting, which I would poo poo that whole idea of criticizing him for attempting the record, doing it smartly. I mean, there are the are the foolish morons who are, you know, just out of open water and strap on a single tank and you know want to go to 200 and 300 feet. I call those guys, you know, really idiots. Now this guy is he's military, he's very, you know, I think he's spec ops for the Polish army if I'm not mistaken, but you you can check the article. Anyway, the guy has done, you know, many diving attempts and he's he's come close to that record and he's worked up to it and uh you know, I think he knows what he's undertaking.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, For everybody out there, his name was Sebastian Markachevsky, I believe, is how it's pronounced. (laughs) Uh, uh, He was called the Iron Diver, and he was planning on doing a world record dive over in Lake Garda, down to 333 meters.
1: So it's pretty deep. Damn deep. Damn. And you should probably point out that I know... Other divers have attempted to break the record in that same lake. Like, I think there's been three over the past recent years that have died in that lake attempting to break this record. Yeah, and this guy's a
0: a very accomplished diver. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that he would have put all this planning, got all this gear put together a support team had people agree to be on the support team if he didn't think he was coming home
1: right yeah i don't think it was a suicide mission it's just
0: versus a lot of what you were saying earlier the idiots go out there and it is a just a a a Mm -hmm. mental blind suicide mission you don't even realize you're you know walking into the you know pond of starving <laughs> alligator crocodiles right yes. mean, right yeah there's that person doing something crazy right. dumb and then there's a very highly calculated dive mm-hmm. that took a lot of practice a lot of training
1: you're assuming the risks knowing the risks and and you're right. trying to push the very limits of your you know human capabilities i mean that that's what the difference is with that
0: right well and there's a lot of people when you look at you know stuff online mm-hmm. like people commenting on these yes, different messages Yeah. they're like, to get against yeah. hey play stupid games win stupid prizes yes and, okay well this is a little bit different i think right so. and, and yeah. people are like you shouldn't be allowed to dive that deep and people are saying i thought they quit doing uh quit allowing world record dives in in the record books for this very reason <sighs> Yeah. But like I have zero interest in no, getting I, a, a a deep record, right? No. Zero. But if I wanted to and somebody told me I can't, I'd be like, "Fuck you, don't you can't no, tell me. You I don't
1: can. have the right to tell me what I can and can't do. If I want to, yeah. That it's my life." Yeah. yeah. And I get it. we don't live in a vacuum and everything people do affects other people, but by the same token, you know, this this mentality of I'm going to protect you from yourself. It needs to go away, in my humble opinion, especially for things like this where we're pushing the limits. This this is the exploratory nature of scuba diving. If we all said it's too dangerous, we won't go do that, you know, guess where we'd be? We wouldn't be where we are in this world. You know? Sure. We wouldn't be growing. We'd have stopped growth. Growth comes from taking risks.
0: And and I think that's where, you know, I, I came up with this article because right? when we look at the the recent dan incident report god dan report that one exactly yeah. you see the whatever 180 yeah fatalities in there they're not 180 <laughs> world record deep dives. no they're attempts, not right? i would
1: imagine there's very few the dives that are being undertaken are not this one where the exception to the rule would be to to make it you know, <laughs> right? Well, when
0: you put it on paper, yes, yes. For for the majority of people out right. there, right? There's so many potentials for the, for problem, and right. this is what I, I think. What this guy ran into, right? Right. Was I want the sure. Little, was the little mm-hmm. unexpected error that got him having to work his ass off, or
1: even it wasn't even an error. It was like you you could not handle that CO2 level. Well, you, that's what I'm saying. Right. I think he got tangled up yeah. uh, in the Oh, or that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Here, let, so oh, like, is that what they're saying now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So,
0: let's, so I found an article on torture.net that talks about the last dive of Sebastian Markachevsky. And they do mention that he and his team started the preparations for the dive at 5 a.m. and already had one mistake happen. The support diver for the 200-meter depth was not present for some
1: unknown reason. Ooh. So they only had uh, support divers in the 50 and the 100-meter depths. So a support diver, you need a diver who can dive to 600 feet and be ready and waiting to help you out. Right. Which is that alone. A 600-foot dive that's uh, beyond pirata. that's <laughs> like, an like insane that dive. levels
0: beyond the, the, the yes. what i'm willing to, to put right. into the into the game anymore
1: oh yeah, yeah you know uh, i mean no. i mean
0: that i mean that alone just to go down there and wait is a is a monster dive
1: mm-hmm. i'd agree that's insane it's an insane dive right there so y- you have to know
0: and where where they feel the fatality occurred with this guy you had to have that 200 meter diver there yeah so they went on with the dive anyways 13 minutes into the dive he did hit that 330 meter mark yes 333 meter mark i
1: should Mm -hmm. say so he hit he hit his record mark right
0: because the because the old record was by a guy named ahmed Gaber who had 332 and a half meters Mm. that he did over in the red sea back um
1: i think back in like 2014 15 so if he could just get his arm just a little bit (laughs) (laughs) right yeah
0: little bit further
1: i can remember diving with a, a buddy who every dive we'd go on we you know on deep dives he'd go just first thing he'd do is go to the deepest part and stick his arm in the mud as far as he could just so he had the deepest mark when we came right, back right. up that son of a bitch
0: <laughs> so he grabbed his little depth marker uh put it uh put it in his pocket and started it as ascent.: as apparently there is video of this because uh, yeah. uh he had a helmet camera and uh, so, so they see that he left the bottom. Uh, everything was calm, and he was nice and steady, going pretty good. And he made it up to about 176 meters, and they guess that he got tangled up in the ascent line. They feel that there was a, a you know a strong current down at that depth. And kept blowing him into the line, and he was working
1: to to get away from it mm. See? in the, in the meantime um, it 's a variable that i don 't know if it was planned for or could be planned for
0: the 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 hundred meter support diver made his way down to like one hundred and fifty and could see that something wasn 't right, but there was nothing he could do he didn 't have the gas to get that deep, so something silly happened yeah, you know, and when you 're down at that depth you knowve we 've said it, said it many working. times it 's That's the, that's that buildup of that workload that that CO2 goes out of control.
1: And you don't need much because let's, let's, let's just say, let's say 1200 feet. Okay. So every hundred feet is three at and you got the surface. Well,
0: he's like, so when this occurs, he's in 176 meters, which is like what 18 Right, but
1: but the CO2 buildup from the dive down there, just when he was down there at the bottom, his CO2 level. So- what I say, we're at 1,200 ish feet. So every hundred feet is three addas. And then the one for the surf, 36, 37, I think with a little marginal excess, you can probably figure it out real quick on your calculator. But you're talking like 38. Yeah, like 37 addas. 37 addas. Okay. 37 addas. That means you have to be 37 times below. threshold for co2 buildup that you would normally have on the surface 37 times yeah yeah. i mean that's
0: i mean sit sit in a yoga room and try to relax your mind to be Mm -hmm. 10 times more calm than normal right what
1: a what a feat
0: that is of ability to take oh yeah and over triple that it's It's insane it's, it's no it's no small task
1: right so that alone when you when you start to talk about you know what are the the problems he's going to face that's to me one of the biggest things is the work of breathing to breathe even helium at that depth you know helium with the n- enough oxygen to sustain your life is still going to be pretty thick it's you know it's 30 times ta- 37 times thicker than it would be it's gonna it's gonna well, be a little that, bit of work
0: and, and then you you create a whole new problem because you know the guy from before him uh the ahmed yeah gober he at the time I remember he was going for 350. Yeah, is what he was looking to do when he beat uh, Nuno Gomez's. Okay, well, it had the old record, and then, but he was feeling symptoms of that HPNS, right? Which, which is where he called it at thirty
1: three thirty two and a half. Right. So HPNS, high pressure nervous syndrome, is is uh, something that you get when you dive extremely deep. You're you're. You're pushing, I think you can get it as quickly as 500. You probably can get it even before that. But when you get in a thousand foot range, um, you're probably going to start to get symptoms. Usually it's offset with like you need a little bit of nitrogen in your mix. But it's, you know, helium and oxygen together, you get HPNS. From what I understand as well, as you can offset it with a little bit of nitrogen in the mix, very little. But unless you don't want to put any in it though, because even a small amount is going to thicken your gas
0: yeah so even even though you're you're putting in the the work and the science to try to make it as easy and tolerable on the body as possible at the end of the day you're you're doing something so far beyond the expectations and reality ability of the human body
1: oh yeah yeah, exactly. That's my whole point of all that is the numbers are stacked way against you. You would be the exception to the rule. You'd have to really train yourself to uh, be ready for all of the issues that come with breathing ex- an extremely dense gas and building up CO2 very yeah, easily. Yeah. Because the work of breathing in and of itself, just to breathe, not not breathing heavy from exercise, but just to breathe, just to inhale and exhale a normal, relaxed breath is going to build up CO two a lot. Right, you know?
0: just, yeah. Just a very calm, relaxed, meditative inhalation and exhalation is a ton of work. Let alone your masker moves a little bit, water trickles in, and you know you, right. you, <laughs> you choke a little bit on the, the water at your nose that you weren't expecting more CO2, to be there. Yeah, like that, which is really nothing. Yes. Whatsoever, but under an extreme circumstance like that, that change in your breathing pattern alone could be enough to have a a big consequence. Uh, Right?
1: Every little thing is going to have the consequences are just magnified. I mean,
0: so that's how like out of the ballpark, right? I mean, and when you look at the dive, what is the dive? Drop down, descend, 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 descend. Grab the ticket. Come up, come up, come up, come up, come up, come up. I mean, you're down for. A second right and people look at these dives thinking they went down to 333 meters to dive no, no you no. went down he, there stop turn change changed grab direction your marker yeah right and and come up and you which is what irritates me a little bit when you look at these guys talk about doing these deep air records yeah. and going down yeah. and and they compare that to diving and it's not diving no like it's even,
1: pushing it's more of a physiological challenge
0: right because it's not you're not going down to 250 300 feet on air To do a dive Right It's I mean that's a bunch of bullshit and Even when you look at You know Brett's dive That we talked no, about When we did the he, deep air the deep aerosol, down. Yeah. It was a bop down He wasn't going bounce, Because he couldn't have Because yeah, if he would have Went down And then tried to do something
1: He'd have been out of gas
0: it, It'd have blown That CO2 yes. sky high And I think he, And he knows it And he would He would admit to that mm-hmm. That's not what he was doing He was Getting super Meditative Mm-hmm calming his breathing down calming his heart rate down to go to the depth and then spend the time coming back home right well, it's I think, totally different than going down to that depth and then doing
1: a dive fighting a current right, right doing or
0: doing some work you or, come
1: up i mean against anything where you have to work you know the line gets in your way uh you've got to who knows you know check your gauges and you can't clip off or whatever just something any kind of little delay is going to cause a huge, huge ramification to repercussions. The other thing, you talk about um, the mental state, and that's in an interview with Sebastian prior to this dive, he talks about the main obstacle is the psychological, the psyche, the mental strength required to do this dive, to stay calm during this entire dive, you know, not raise your breathing rate. And we talk about you know, you talk about you have to go down, and you're just bouncing down. Well, that HPNS, that's brought on by what they believe it's brought on by. It's of course helium oxygen mixture. They say you can delay it, or you can you can overcome it with a little bit of nitrogen thrown in there. In, or the other factor that really increases your odds of getting HPNS is your descent time, which they got to get down there quick because they don't have a lot of gas. Right. I mean, it's open circuit. So your gas, right, and going down quick and making
0: that big change is what causes the HPNS. Oh, the right? quick,
1: the, the quick compression. Yes, is a huge factor in in having HPNS triggering. Yeah, yes. So that, along with the, the helium oxygen rich, rich mixture, those are the two contributing factors to HP&S. Again, you slow your compression. You can you can mitigate HPNS. You throw some nitrogen in the mix. You can mitigate HPNS, but that, but that gets you in the way
0: of getting to the depth you're trying to exactly, get to. It. Yeah, so you it's can't a, do it. It's a crazy, crazy mountain to climb.
1: Exactly. So I think, I mean, I think our whole point with trying to cover the story is to show folks like this is not impossible, but it's extremely difficult. This is you know a monumental undertaking, and he you should point out too that he did hold the European deep diving record at two to meters ish. This yeah. our Sebastian and, 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 guy. So he's not like, I'm just going out and I'm, I'm nothing. And he's my not first like try. The,
0: the, the hope route that we looked at. <laughs> right? You've got yeah. into diving and is, is said, okay, I'm going to, set the depth record or even like you look at you know the the other extreme of that is there's that super famous videotaped death of yuri lipsky right right, who tried to do you know that deep dive in the blue hole Mm -hmm. over there in the in uh egypt yeah and the red sea at the hob there his was down to i mean i think they picked him up his body up in 115 meters single tank aluminum 80 air turn on my Yikes. mask, mask, helmet, mask helmet, or my helmet, yeah. <laughs> my, my, helmet mask my helmet can light, my mask yeah. camera and, and just go and then i mean that's a i mean, I mean that, that video if if you ever watch that on on youtube yeah. of him just breathing and yelping and clawing and you know just it's not a good way to no go. no no not at all man so there's that end
1: and right. then there's this. And
0: then there's this, which is they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they, they both, I think, get same group, result. grouped into mm-hmm. dying underwater is, mm-hmm. is, is, is what they you know, are, are looked at at the end by people trying to criticize and
1: figure out what's going on. I think you're right. I mean, people see them as the exact same thing, attempting to go deep on scuba. That's all they see. They don't see two different mentalities, two different sets of abilities, two different, you know, mindsets in attempting these records. And that's that's my thought anyway. Again, you can do it foolishly, and those people do give a bad name to, you know, people attempting depth records. And then you've got Sebastian, who, you know, by all accounts, was approaching this very smartly. But again, it's the rare exception that you can do this dive, <laughs> just, right, just on right. the merits of it, of the numbers. It's... It's going to be tough to do. This might be a long shot. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It could be fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you look and compare, like, NASA puts together a space shuttle that, you know, some teeny tiny weird little thing occurs. Right. Right. And the shuttle explodes trying to go to outer space. You know... Versus right. you and I, like building a catapult in the backyard yeah. to shoot, sure. shoot one of us. James, I can do this. I <laughs> can
1: do this. Just cut the rope, <laughs> and then one of, you know, and then obviously you splatter I mean, on I've,
0: landing when you, and you die.
1: I've got an umbrella parachute. <laughs> I've got, I took it off my patio, my patio table, so it's extra big. It's a twelve footer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well. They are. I think that's two, a great comparison, two, and I two think results
0: yeah. in the in the in the in the end of both are dead. Dead at the dead yeah. upon landing, but two different worlds of of thought and planning.
1: Two mindsets, two different mindsets. You're exactly right, and I think that's a good analogy. My humble opinion, and I, I give you kudos because I wouldn't have came up with it. But <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's. I must. Say, it's, maybe it's, I've been uh, watching too
0: many Looney Tunes
1: <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> Well, okay, maybe we could go. As compared to Wile e. Coyote, <laughs> Sebastian says uh, he's being interviewed before this dive attempt, this record attempt, and he's asked, what sort of feelings are released in a human who is fighting for his life or health when he's injured? And I think they're they're touching on the fact that he was a soldier and he was injured in Afghanistan, and that's kind of what... You know, he's a professional soldier. He's 39 years old. He'd been a soldier for a while. Um, anyway, he, they're asking him about his, his mindset and whatnot. So, is it humility or maybe the great will to overcome adversities? He says, fear comes first. Uh, questions arise. Will I live or not? Will I get fit again? And then comes prayer and asking God for life and health. Once I'm through with this, I need huge internal stubbornness and struggle. But all of what I'm describing must be founded on a great and steel pillar, a strong psyche. This is the most important thing. You can be a world champion in many fields, but if your psyche does not survive, you slowly burn and then die. I, so i I think from that question, you start to get an idea of what's required as you know when you start to think about doing a dive like this, and I know you and I have been diving, I you know I can speak for myself where I've been going, what the fuck am I doing here? I I right you know, right and and you have to have the, the strength of of your mind to go okay let's just get on with the dive and yeah
0: have we have we have we done the planning yeah ahead of time to know that gives you a great to know that I'm coming home versus yeah, yeah when, when you break this all the way back to you know the, the basic guy who got the certification that gets thrown out on the deep dive on his first travel adventure trip. That, and has he's saying the, that. <laughs> that has those questions. And you, you look back, you know, you a lot of experienced divers yes. look back at that and go, oh, a hundred foot dive. Big deal. Not but to, to a lot a of newbie. Well, not yeah. to anybody who doesn't have the comfort, right. and the, the planning, and, and the knowing for sure that they're coming home. I mean, a lot of people still are doing a lot of dives where they're riding the adventure.
1: Yeah, maybe they're adrenaline junkies, uh, you know, something to that effect. But they're really in doing dives that are not d- being done safely. And if you look at it in, in some ways, Sebastian was safer than those guys.
0: Correct. I okay. hear, yes, I hear what you're saying. And I think that's where I'm going. Like yeah. His What he's saying is, you've got to be in the right mindset. That's it. And I think what, what I'm trying to say that comes is, from training. It doesn't... It, yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think a, a dive to 30 meters is different in that respect from this dive to 333 meters to way different dives but if you're walking into it without mental preparation you're setting yourself up
1: for a bad day and that mental preparation includes actual your actual training you get a strong psyche if you want to call it psyche. you get that strong will and that confidence we talked about it before the competence confidence comes from competence and that breathes the comfort so you you're there the comfort lets you breathe normal and and function and enjoy the dive but that comes from being competent you you gain some some confidence right yeah by doing it right versus these people going to only 30 meters but have near death experiences because they aren't trained they aren't ready their mind is not confident at yeah, all yeah
0: like like running out of air right doing How? doing stupid shit and i mean there's people like even when you look at this article that 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 i that i found that reasons that number one reason scuba divers die when he says he says basic skill failure, but when you look at you know the the comments Yeah the you know the, the top one here is ask any of my students who run who runs out of air and the answer comes back. Morons. Short of a catastrophic equipment failure, there's absolutely no excuse for running out of air. This needs more emphasis at the beginning stages of training.
1: Well, you know, it's so easy to say to call people morons. Right. You know right, but and I I I think you know me. <laughs> I'd be I'm happy to call someone an idiot or a moron. But the problem with what this guy says is that the new people don't know what they don't know. They believe they're getting adequate training. Yeah, I got a card that says I'm certified. I did everything in the class. My instructor shook my hand and, and patted me on the back and, we, and we talked I got about 100% the,
0: on all my tests. Yeah, and you know they talked about running low on Air. Yeah, just don't do it. There's a question. There's a question on the exam <laughs> about
1: it, right? Just, don't do it. Don't yes. run out. Don't so run low, do. man. <laughs> but they're not, you're not really given the tools in the in these fast food, quick classes. You're not given the tools to adequately plan and prepare and and manage your gas supply. It's easy to call him a moron, but let's look at the real failure.
0: Yeah, because you haven't really had the time to internalize gas consumption no. uh other p- problems affecting your 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 work and gas c- trained in and it. how much you're breathing yeah. at depth yeah that all and then everybody's so quick to push to the limit of their their training, training right. right it's not get really really good in 30 60 feet of water
1: it's i'm certified <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm certified to 60 so i'm going to 90 yeah
1: or it, the I limit guess, on the card is 130 recreational uh, uh, yeah, yeah, limit's 130 right. baby Come on. So I did really good in my class. I, I've got so many handshakes and pats on the back, and I scored 100 on all my quizzes and tests. So I'll see you down at 130, okay. brother.
0: Right. Now, the, the author, Sean Harrison, answered him by saying, I share your feelings that running out of air is unacceptable. During all training courses, this message is conveyed by all agencies I know of in standards, Mm -hmm. student training materials, and instructor guides. Where our data shows this being a problem is post-training. Divers get certified and either forget the lessons they learned or a significant time has passed since they last dived. Knowledge and skills need to be practiced and sometimes refreshed and that is a two-part responsibility first the divers and then any diving professional that may witness a potential problem
1: and address it i'd agree with what he says and i'd even go much further to say that it's just not trained enough in those fast classes you don't have the time so yeah you touch on it you talk about it but if it's not you know drilled in And like we said before, that it's just instinctual and you're managing gas. Yeah,
0: yeah. Another guy mentions, you know, he chimes in saying, hey, I ran out of gas because the gauge
1: needle was stuck at 50 while we were doing our dive. Ease. Right? We touch on that in classes. You don't, you got to check your equipment. You got to check before you hit the water. If something's not adding up, you're breathing on your gas and the needle isn't going down. That should be a flag.
0: Yes, and if you and if you're a diver that's that's getting into the water doing these dives, which I'm gonna I would say are beyond your ability. I mean, if, me you, if you're a, if, I mean, if you're a diver with ten dives under your belt, twenty <laughs> dives under your belt, hundred, a hundred, I mean, a hundred feet is beyond your ability. I'm sorry, yes, it, it is because be you don't have, because you're not going to have the awareness to realize, hey, my my gauge has been stuck, and I should be thinking
1: beyond this this. When he says it's stuck at 50, is he talking, what is he talking, 50? 50 bar. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so his needle's falling. He hits 700 PSI, keeps breathing, but it doesn't. He thinks, I can just stay here (laughs) (laughs) forever. I got all the time in the world. I'm still at 700. That's an awareness issue. I'm still at 50 bar. I'm still at 700 PSI. I got all the time in the world. And then, yeah, because you don't have the awareness to go, wait a minute. Something's not right. Something's
1: not right. And then you go, But it says I still got. (laughs) I'm going to keep breathing. (laughs) Well, that comes from lack of experience, lack of situational awareness, which could have been trained into you to a certain extent if you have a a high quality course.
0: You know, and another guy mentions that, you know, hey, you got to use checklists. I simply don't understand why this easy, simple step is so resisted. Works for pilots and advanced diving like CCR, but somehow. It is not filtered down to entry-level or advanced recreational diving.
1: I think Gareth would have a, a heyday with that comment. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: it, a, a checklist is great, but there's a also good nice as its user. Yeah,
1: right. Okay. It's not
0: the save-all.
1: Exactly. The checklists are a nice little touch. They definitely remind you what you should be checking. But again, like this 50-bar guy, checklist wouldn't stop that. Correct. You, you look and at it, it off oh, that. I got 200 bar. Let's rock yeah, and roll. Check,
0: check your gas. Let me check mm-hmm. that box. Yep, I'm good. TGDP. Tanks. <laughs> gas.
1: Defog. Got P, your P? Did you P? <laughs> P and Defog kind of go hand in hand. Hashtag PFog. I,
0: I heard PFog works great. I tried it last week clearest mask
1: I've ever had. (laughs) Clearest mask. Just make sure you drink a lot of coffee.
0: Now, another another commenter mentions that uh, the article hit home due to a recent scare that his dive buddy had with a non-certified diver, he says. The distressed diver had inadequate gear. He's wearing pool fins and too much weight on. When he got to the surface, he was winded and pulled the regulator out of his mouth to get more air. He started to go down before he could reach the boat and did not have the training to quickly remove his weight belt. Luckily, my buddy got him just as he reached the shallow bottom, pulled off the belt, reinserted the regulator, and pulled him to the surface. It is usually a combination of factors that lead to a bad outcome. Be safe down
1: there. Didn't he have the training to remove but, your belt? Now, let me ask you a question. What class doesn't tell you how to remove your he belt? It says
0: right there he's a non-certified diver.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. listen to listen. but didn't have the training. Yeah. Again, yeah, exactly. Have, that was just one aspect of the training he didn't have. Yeah. What else did he not know? <laughs> I'll tell
0: you the, the one aspect of the training he didn't have was the whole training. <laughs> you know, first
1: off. <laughs> I, I'm not a, a strong then, diver. I don't know how to scuba dive. And then, well, but, but, here's but what then you beyond, need to do. But
0: then beyond that, right, it's... These are all experience things and practice and work and and knowing how you're doing hindsight things like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have had my stupid floppy ass snorkel fins on on my scuba dive. Oh, Oh, I I should have gotten trained. Oh, shit. I should have (laughs) been properly weighted. (laughs) Oh, shit. I should (laughs) have taken a class. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, But then on top of all that, let me ask you, you think this incident was reported? Oh, of, of course not. Right, so this yeah. is one of those millions that we talk about, right. like how many just go, That's why the those stats, near misses yeah.
1: that never get talked about. The stats are not entirely ad, uh, adequate or accurate. And where they're not accurate, they are way underreported. So what you're getting is a smidgen of the reality out there. That's my, you know, these stats are great, and these report incident reports are great. They help. But you got to realize they are a just a portion of the big picture. And you and I as instructors going down to teach a class at the quarry on any given summer weekend, you can look around and see all the near misses and all the jackhole moves being done and just the, the horrible state of the training uh, industry right now. And it's been there. I mean, I think it's getting better. I think they've hopefully turned a corner and that's happened over the past 10 years about because of a radical change in mindset brought about by people who actually dive and took a lot of criticism for bringing it to their attention like you're not doing a good job of training divers you're doing a sucky job you're you're making a lot of money and you're you're sucking up the place so they've changed it a little bit and it's a slow change. It's trying to turn a freight train kind of thing. Sure,
0: but, but it, it, it it's moving. definitely it's yeah. definitely coming around. But, yeah. I mean, I was down this weekend at the at a training quarry. Yeah. Lots of divers. <laughs> yeah. Lots of instructors. Yeah. Lots of students. Lots of people walking along the bottom. Yeah. It's still there. Lots of people standing on the platform doing their class.
1: Well that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's it's still, it's still out there. there and it's still allowed in the training agencies. That's I guess that's my thing. It's still allowed. It's it hasn't been trained out of the agencies and and they're slow to change it because it's like we're gonna do the minimum we have to do to keep making the big buck. And we can't make this class harder because we'll lose people. We can't make it longer because we'll lose people. We can't make it priced at a reasonable price where the instructors actually make Make money and we can keep the good instructors. No. Because we'll lose people. We'll lose people. We'll, we can make anyone an instructor. You, wanna be, you want the lifestyle of a scuba instructor? Come on, baby. How much money you got? You don't even need 100 dives to enroll in the class. 100
0: dives. Come on, man. Here's your flip-flops and Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> you are you're you need, instructor.
1: You forgot the little poco shell. Is it poco shells? The little necklace <laughs> with the little as shells. An,
0: as an instructor... I've had an accident hit close to home that resulted in a death and short hospitalization of the second diver involved, another commenter says. After the accident, I worked closely with investigators to understand what happened as I was not part of their dive team, but did find the unconscious diver on the bottom of the ocean. There were very basic takeaways from the event that I turned into, quote, Ashley's four rules of scuba.
1: I'm listening. One. Always. No, wait. Always. Never.
0: <laughs> always pay attention to my own air. Two. Always monitor my buddy's air.
1: If you're an instructor. Man, three, it doesn't matter. You're, she's got a point, but. Three.
0: Stay close to my buddy at all times throughout the dive. And four. Begin ascent with a 1,000 PSI remaining as a new diver.
1: Well, I think. I think. Ashley, I'm assuming Ashley is a, a girl, so I'm going to say I'm. I'm thinking that she. I mean, she's going in a good direction. She's at. She's not going far enough, and not encompassing like more of a philosophy of those things, right? You d- you dive as a team, right? Boom, there you that's, go. Dive that's as a lot, dive as a team encompasses a lot more than just I stay close to my buddy. Okay, huge difference, right? you dive as a team, you dive together as a team. And then I'm going to come up with a thousand PSI. Well, that's, that's nice, but you, it's It's gotta be more. Yeah. You've got to be more mindful of the environment and the situation and the depth and, a lot of things, but yeah, I
0: mean, are you diving? You've got to have
1: a real philosophy for a gas plant.
0: Yeah, like, are you diving an aluminum eighty? Right, diving aluminum sixty-three? You diving one so hundred? Yeah. It's a it's
1: it's not a thousand psi.
0: A thousand psi is yes. a different volume in all of those. So, and on a thousand psi, we know is not enough gas to get two divers home sharing air 130, from one hundred thirty. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: yeah, exactly. Right, I mean, so one hundred thirty feet, th- a thousand psi. Not going to not safely. But not, I get what she's doing saying. Yeah. Good, in, good direction. You need to take it another step further. She a, actually, I think this Ashley would benefit from some real quality training that actually teaches team diving and situational awareness and gas planning. She would really benefit from that because it seems like her, the switch has been flicked,
0: you know. Somebody chimes in saying, hey, Ashley, thanks for your service. I agree with all of your advice. I'm sure you're an awesome instructor she 's got to i mean she's and
1: then i don 't want to criticize her too right, much right. because she 's actually she came to this enlightenment whatever it is. she came to this idea on her own from from what happened realistically James she should already know this as an instructor she should already know this that would be my only criticism of her but she 's a product what? of the industry she 's a product of everything we 're talking about she 's an instructor and didn 't know those those four things. She should have known all those things. You always watch all your students gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is this is something. Not to mention your own. if you need to be rescued, you ain't gonna be much help to the students. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, but but again, we've talked about this before. You can be a, you can be an instructor with 100 I know. a hundred dives and a state of the art dive computer that tells gas for you even a little blinky blinky that'll give you your your buddy's gas for you that doesn't take the place of having that of awareness really know of the how to do it yeah well that's what know how to do we, it ahead of time
1: sure we talk about that type of equipment as being a crutch great augment auxiliary equipment whatever you want to call it not great equipment to learn on because it teaches you it gives you a crutch You you don't pay attention because you don't have to because my machine will do it and then when it fails you are up a creek I mean that. In reality, that little that little auxiliary machine you've got that keeps track of everybody's gas and whatnot that should be your backup to your own brain, and right. your own skill set. But nobody does yeah. it. Everybody wants to just use the nice, oh, yeah. easy. That's our criticism of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's
0: it, so. This guy mentions, I'm sure you're a great instructor, and he talks about how he's super new, so he always insists on diving with. Somebody like an instructor level or somebody higher than himself. I'm so high right now. (laughs) I'm higher than myself. You'd be perfect perfect for him. I am higher than myself. (laughs) But he says that during one of my open water sessions, I was very glad to have an attentive instructor. We were in a group doing basic skills and our last skill on the agenda for that dive was sharing air with a buddy. I knew this skill fine but it was something really minuscule that caused me difficulty. My hood was not tucked inside of my wetsuit, which didn't seem to be a problem until I came to this skill. When it was my turn (laughs) to simulate sharing air with my dive buddy, I made the mistake of donating the primary regulator instead of my safe second. For some reason, I had a lot of difficulty getting the safe second secured in my mouth so I could clear it and breathe from it. My instructor saw me getting nervous immediately and somehow got me secured with an air source. I never made that mistake again, donating the primary, and more importantly, I always tucked the wetsuit hood into the wetsuit since that was the issue. That was the issue. No. <laughs> that was It says it right here, that <laughs> it was, was the, the issue. issue. <laughs> if my hood wasn't untucked, <laughs> it wouldn't have blocked my lips so much, and I wouldn't have struggled securing my air source. Yeah. says this guy who does mention that I have only logged six dives so far.
1: Got it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> it only took you six. Well, again, a proper identification of the real issue—that's paramount. That is so critical. Now, looking at that incident, is that really the issue? It's not the hood. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the hood
0: bib. Isn't the issue? No, no.
1: It's so, an an issue. You, it, sh- you yep, should It be, definitely is
0: part know. of the problem. Yeah. It, it's it's a definitely a handful of snow that's packed <laughs> into the rolling snowball going yeah. down the hill yeah no doubt about it but it's it's not the underlying
1: issue no when you look at the way people share gas i mean there's the way it's taught there's not much thought put into it it's just like give them a second regulator and you're supposed to keep it in that triangle where do we see it oh, come on how often do you use it
0: and sure and if you're gonna but you if you're gonna do that method Okay, you have to have trained out of your psyche, air, mouth, right. pull, take out. Oh, shit, now what do I do? I was supposed to do the other one. Drop both, have right. nothing. Yes. Hood bib, <laughs> blocking
1: insert hole.
0: Oh, shit.
1: Yeah. Again, it's not a it's not a great approach to the whole gas sharing thing.
0: Now, another guy comes in saying, I agree, it's simple complacency that catches you out. I've seen divers with 6,000-plus dives forget to open a valve and start banging his SPG, assuming the error is a stuck needle.
1: 6,000-plus dives. 6,000-plus. I've been diving every day since the day I was born, three times a day. I'm now 60 years old.
0: (laughs) We got another guy comes in saying, you're 100% correct. It's basic skill failures that lead to diver fatalities. And I'd take it a step further regardless of the level, sport, tech, CCR, cave, whatever, it is a failure of the diver to maintain the basic skills for that level and for any level leading up to it. I've seen many tech divers and instructors who do not practice any skill after a particular course, let alone the skills from previous courses. All skills need to be maintained as each one is a stepping stone to that level of diving being undertaken.
1: I'd agree to a certain extent uh, what I would say you know, tech diving is the basics on steroids. That is what I've said yeah, that for yeah. decades. Somebody told me that. And you don't get it until you're doing it, I guess, that you're like, well, yeah, it's it's your basics. Buoyancy, balance, trim, situational awareness, uh, uh, an adequate and highly skilled propulsion technique. All those things are your basic foundation and, and proper equipment, of course. But to go deeper and deeper and deeper it's you don't do anything different no you than, still need
0: buoyancy balance control trim right. propulsion techniques situational awareness, situational awareness. Manage good equipment it's just now you've got two tanks to manage yes instead of one so it's going up a notch yeah or now i've Nothing's got two tanks though. and a deco bottle to manage yeah. instead of two i gotta know how, how to one. breathe
1: without a mask i gotta know how to share gas and, and i know how to, i gotta know how to get back and, and do my proper stops, You right, have to do that at any level at any level,
0: right, yeah. and this is the thing that you know people give me a hard time about with the way I teach right right you know, they 're so quick to want to be in one hundred and fifty two I want to be th- a water, deep air diver yeah and,
1: I'm, and you're, you're dude, <laughs> you, you can 't hold a stop at thirty <laughs> <laughs> right, and clear your mask you can 't do it or share gas so at if fifteen you're, or thirty you 're not going to do it yeah, so i mean if you
0: 're struggling in the world of making clean controlled ascent from 30 feet in a single tank what do you think how the hell is putting a second tank on in a deco bottle gonna make it safer and better it don't, ain't it is not It's not gonna do that it's oh, gonna all they
1: see is i've got more gas now so anything can happen <laughs> i've got more time and exactly the opposite at depth your clock becomes as you go deeper you want to tell these people that clock becomes louder and louder and louder and bigger and more critical so you don't have the time that you had at 30 feet to manage a situation you have to manage it and or prevent it period so yeah the people that that criticize i have I, I haven't yeah. taught classes like you you're doing in a while but i would get the same criticism like you you're just expecting too much out of us nope i don't i don't think so i've actually done both you know i've done the dives you want to do and i'm i've done this class I've passed this class, and you can pass it too. So don't, It just takes a little know. bit of work. You've got to practice. you got to put in the work. You've got to practice, yeah. And then once it's practiced, it's in your blood kind of thing, and you keep diving that way, you'll see it's, it's a lot easier. And then that hindsight kicks in. You're like, oh, all I had to do was that.
0: Uh, somebody else comes in saying uh, people need to know their limits. I was at, <laughs> that's that's pretty. <laughs> I was at the end of a very long, physically taxing work trip with little sleep and a badly injured shoulder. I went on a two-tank trip, and the fairly small boat ended up in thirteen-foot swells and had to scrap the first deep dive and instead do the planned second dive. A drift, the current and the chop were extremely intense, and getting back into the boat on a ladder with full gear nearly. Didn't happen as my injured shoulder started to give out at the last rung. It was one of the closest calls I've ever had in my life outside of a car accident. But I couldn't see how anyone could have helped haul me out of the water without risking severe injury. Four of the ten advanced divers in the boat were puking off the side. Two crew members got injured from tanks becoming dislodged and rolling across the deck in the swells. And I knew I was physically and mentally done But when we moved to calmer Waters to do a second shallow
1: dive. Let's go, baby.
0: (laughs) I actually had to argue repeatedly with the dive masters on the trip that I was not fit to dive. They were convinced I was just nauseous and would be fine once I got underwater. Despite knowing I had more than 20 years experience diving, working in the water and sailing, I might know the difference between queasy and real problems, and I might know my own limits. Stick to your guns if you know you shouldn't dive.
1: What dive master is like, you must go dive. I know you don't feel like crap, but get in there. Who's doing that? Man, I, I would
0: be the opposite. Like, you have a bead of sweat on your forehead. Yes.
1: <laughs> go take your gear <laughs> off, sit that. down. Exactly. No, but. If uh, anybody I mean, ever tells me I don't want to go diving, I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. More uh, power good to you. Yeah. Oh, good yeah.
0: Way to make the, I mean, like, good job making the call of, of right. knowing, hey, th- th- this ain't happening. Mm-hmm. This dive shouldn't be going on for me today. That's a that's a mental clarity that I would would say to people that that tells me that you do actually have the mindset to go further.
1: Right. Because it's much more difficult to call off a tech dive where you've got, you know, three hundred dollars worth of gas on your back. You might have driven twenty hours. You are out on a boat three hours out, or whatever. You know the 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 things you need to do to get to those the depths or the the bigger challenge dives. Sure, because I, I, I just in energy I just and money. put
0: three hundred dollars in gas into yeah. all these bottles. I ain't calling made this, Made the baby. you know got yeah. the hotel room the day mm-hmm. before the boat ride. We're not call- let's get the dive done. Yeah, that's a hard. But and, and tell me that's not the case that happened with old Sebastian here of my two hundred meter diver. Is a no show today?
1: Oh, he was a no show. I thought he was a no show at the 200 meter. He was a no show for the dive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, if so, we don't have our team, we just don't go. Yeah. We should have made that mental decision. I mean, that would be a criticism I'd have. Is but that's me. I don't have my team. We don't. You know, if it's right. last then, minute. But then there's everybody's like, go. sorry. How much money we got invested into this? Into this? We knew this could happen though. We yeah. know this when we undertake it, right? right? Don't we? But those
0: are the those little same little things.
1: Exactly. Well, that, exactly.
0: You know, this guy that's dealing with these 13 foot swells and all, yeah. everything going to shit, I'm sorry, but that's diving. And it can't be, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why we we say you got to be physically fit. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, walking onto a dive boat with a torn rotator cuff, hoping it's going to be flat <laughs> calm
1: all day. <laughs> Might not be the best idea. Right. You know, maybe right. a shore dive. <laughs> right. if, you, if you're right. bent on diving, forgive the pun. But yeah, ultimately, again, ultimately you're responsible for all of it for yourself diving right you make the decisions i know we rely on the captain to to call a dive or whatnot as far as weather goes but you can always say oh well, i know you're going out captain but i'm not going out and you can keep my money it'll piss you off but it may save your life but
0: yeah crazy stuff mm-hmm.
1: all crazy stuff but i guess it, to sum up this whole episode you got you know i think we wanted to compare mindsets of people attempting these deep dive records that are are prepared and ready to accept the risks and pushing the limits of you know human abilities versus people doing you know pushing their own limits for an ego driven motivation kind of thing maybe not undertaking a deep dive knowing everything that has to be taken into account I think there's two different mindsets, and that's that's all I wanted to show. It's like don't don't criticize this guy too much, you know. And don't Robo- don't say, "Oh, this blanket. Nobody should be allowed to attempt a record." That's ridiculous. That's that's not what human beings are about.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're you're lying to yourself if you think that somebody's not going to come in the next couple of years and and do his 333 meters right. and, and make it. It's going to happen. Yeah. And then somebody's going to come after that and go for three thirty-five. Right. I mean, that's just the reality we, that's of, of what, life.
1: That's the beauty of human beings. Yes, there's risk. Yes, people die. But the beauty of us is we keep pushing it.
0: And but, but and then that is completely different for someone to jump Strap into a propane to, tank on their well, back. Well, not even propane <laughs> tank. Let's say it's, it's how it's, about a fire com- extinguisher? <laughs> that's completely different from someone trying to take a, an aluminum eighty yeah. of air to two hundred and fifty right. feet. But they have their because, snorkel. Right and and be another one of the idiots yeah. making that fatal mistake. Right, right. There's a difference with being with being a long line of people that made that same mistake mm-hmm. versus what
1: he was doing. He wants to make a new mistake. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. He's he's pushing the limits. He knew what he was getting into. Yeah, you know, right. He, he was ready to take that on. And if you read you read his bio, you read his you know his interview before he he did this. He was fully aware of that this may never, he may never live from it. And of course, he ran into something and, and he didn't. But you got to admire the drive to push the limits. I do anyway. And I don't criticize people that do it smartly like that. Right. So I'm not going to blanketly put a blanket statement out there. You should never be able, allowed to attempt records. And let's put more laws on the books and let's keep human beings from growing. My philosophy. Yeah,
0: cool stuff. Well, it's kind of a sad dive, but I guess in it was a way, great one. It was, it was, it was I don't great, think
1: it's that sad. I mean, we, we do have to touch on lot, people dying sad, but was underwater. A, was a but bummer. I think the thing to take away is he, diving is one way that human beings push their limits. And it's because of the risk that we're drawn to it, because it's exploratory in nature. It's a new world under there. If it was easy and everybody was doing it like certain agencies want to happen, I wouldn't want to do it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, in. That's not what I'm into. I'm like, I would have taken up, or no, I shouldn't say origami because that's difficult. I would have taken up. Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to do something that everybody was doing, take up be, origami. <laughs> you'd be at Zumba,
0: exactly. <laughs> you'd be at Zumba class. But which reminds me, I'm uh, running late for Zumba. I got, to, I got to go. Gotta get that Zumba on, baby. Okay, everybody. Hey, right. um, get out there and uh, write us a review. It's been a while since we asked you to do a review.
1: Five stars We're, uh, or one star? We are, Don't give me no three stars. <laughs> right.
0: Five or one. one. <laughs> and uh, and write a, you know, uh, when you give the little star rating, give us the review as well. So give yeah, us the rating. Like give us the review. I noticed on, uh, on, on our iTunes reviews there that 75 reviews so far. Nice. Which is, I think, the highest of any Scuba podcast. Nice. And I want us to be the first scuba podcast that's to course. have over a hundred ratings and reviews so get out there and give us a rating and review on uh, iTunes over there people Yeah, do let's the, get do, that, do that little thing for us we, that's a, that's a goal I want us to have here soon I want to see
1: Great Dive Podcast as the number one dive podcast uh, you know when we first started in this endeavor it was like a we didn't even know what go, we were doing we yeah, didn't really care about it let's go it. have some fun this will be fun for us but now but, that we're growing now that we're in it and I think people are, are digging it to a certain extent I, I want to see us really uh go somewhere with it as far as i just want us to be, num- be number one yeah uh i'd like to see that
0: i want us to be the 333 meter dive of podcasts
1: <laughs> we know the risk we're taking on here so it's not i'm easy. gonna go do my meditation and uh start breathing a little better all right everybody all good. we'll see you next week safe diving folks
0: was the issue that was the issue no that was it says right here that was was the the issue if my hood wasn't untucked (laughs) it wouldn't have blocked my lips so much and i wouldn't have struggled securing my air source